0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ang dot
1: Boys and girls, this is the
2: Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler,
1: and you're watching Going In Raw.
2: This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, Brendo Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash. Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and that little notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new, new. going in raw notifications. We got new content. Every single day, Larson, tomorrow, wow. Friday that is, is a uh,
1: oh, huge day, massive day,
2: big, big day. It's massive a day. super day, super day the, ultimate, day, the ultimate showdown is taking place tomorrow at TV slash Steven Larson, uh, and it's going to be at 9.30 Pacific in 930 the morning,
1: a.m. Pacific, 12.30 uh,
2: p.m. Eastern, uh, 5.30 uh, Farage time yeah but. uh <laughs> and uh it is simply the biggest super show i've ever heard of it's in WWE my entire life
1: versus all elite wrestling
2: it's like you know what this is going to decide the war larson it this is, is going to be We're the big thing before the war is even really started this is the big deal here with the big war where's yeah. my stupid thing that it, oh there it is Here's graphic. Graphic. Did a graphic good graphic there look at this right here this is going to be a banger, as they say. Yeah, it, is. Say. It's yeah, it a, is. It's a banger. It really is. Here we go. Oh, look go. at that! Look at that! You got Mox. Ver- this is just a, just a preview, a taste of the card. Yes. taste. Mox versus Chill Roman. Yeah, man. Right. You've got tag team action. Yeah. This is the main the main event. This is, this is, is the main else. event. Cody and his brother Dustin. Older versus, brother, yes. What's older brother? I need Dustin older brother. Versus Triple H. And Vince McMahon, yeah, that's the main Brain event. Trust. That's the main event. They're, they're going to put him down. Yeah. This is very... Rawgate Mutant will be in action. In action, yeah. MJF will be in action. Hell yeah. Chris Jericho will be in action. Yes. So yes, very cool, awesome stuff. And, um, and we, let's mention the uh, the charity that all of the proceeds of this the stream are going to. Mm-hmm. It's the let me see if I get this right. It's the Syrian American Medical Society. This is yes. the, the the group that Sami Zayn is working with. Yes, uh, There's some dire dire times right now in Syria, uh, uh, and it's, uh, and
1: it's, yeah, it's like a, it's a major humanitarian crisis. It is,
2: and uh, and they're doing really great work there. Mm-hmm. Uh, these mobile uh, medical transports. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they're going around, uh, and helping people out. So all the proceeds, and here's the thing we're doing it on Twitch all. And if we get any subs from it, that those proceeds will go. However, we're, we're really pushing the, the donate
1: button. Yeah. Go the donate button. that will take you to our stream labs. hundred percent of that money,
2: all of that money. See, we get money. all that money comes to us and we were going to be pushing all that money as opposed to if we did it on YouTube where God bless YouTube, but YouTube's fine. Uh, but uh, the super chats, like thirty percent of that goes to YouTube. They're not giving it to any charity. So, uh, so yeah, that's the deal. Uh, that's why we're going to be doing it on the Twitch. Yes, uh, we'll probably be doing like a dark match, like a quick dark match on YouTube, just to bring people over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's going to be the deal. We're trying it this time for the first time on Twitch, uh, so that all the money yes. can go, and hopefully, hopefully, our crowd will will come along. Apparently, uh, uh, somebody put it on uh, on the Reddit. I saw on the that. squared circle. Cool. So, uh, so that's cool. Very cool. But yeah, that's that's a big, big deal. And uh, look, man, I, I get that a lot of people out there might actually be interested in the Super Showdown show. That's totally fine. We'll be done. We both have to be out of here by like noon tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pacific time. So uh, there will still be plenty of Super Showdown left for you to watch. Totally. Uh, after our stream is done. Uh, so yeah, that should be that should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it will be a lot of
2: fun. Uh, and then uh, also right now through uh, Friday or Saturday, I think, Oh yeah, We have a promo code, promo code over there at FriendoMarket.com. The promo code is TAKER. Taker. You get 20% off your entire order. We've also added sticker packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So all the awesome stickers we've had with our shirt sticker packs. Now this, if you just want the stickers, you can get three for 10, six for 15, nine for 20, or all 12 for $25. Free shipping in the United States. Yes, gratis. Only $5 uh, anywhere else on the planet Earth. So, wow. uh, pretty good deal right that there. Is a good
1: deal. The, the the twelve stickers for twenty five. That's a good deal. That's a great bargain. That's a really,
2: that's a really good bargain. That right is then. a
1: huge bargain right there. Best that's value. Good.
2: Absolutely. Best value.
1: It will satisfy all your Steven Larson sticker needs. Absolutely. Absolutely, without doubt. Let's. Uh, we got some new uh, YouTube channel members. Yeah, Let's cool. give them a shout out here. Uh, Lake Lock, uh, John Dre ninety one. And
2: Ryan McLeish. Oh, Ryan McLeish. Thank you very much. I wonder if that's a, you think that's a Scottish name? McLeish. Hey, McLeish. Because I'm going to go to Scotland in about 30 days or so. So maybe I'll say, hey, Ryan McLeish. Maybe. I hope he shows up to the meetup. Uh, We also have a couple new patrons. Riley Walker, Adrian Cazares, Fedora Goomba, uh, Shane McCarthy, Jonathan Andre, and Johan. Thank you all very much for your support. Uh, Thank you, can you. Find us on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. we NXT. NXTs and
1: 205. He has an NXT uh, takeover recap. Although yeah, the two matches were both kind pretty of,
2: good, I got it kind of excited for that because I was like, "Oh, nice! I get the day, I get the day off from NXT." There were two really good matches. Yeah, both though. the matches were pretty good. There were two the, really good the, matches. Uh, Me
1: and Bianca Belair; those those two women have amazing chemistry.
2: Lately, the the takeover recap matches have been really good. I know, like those those kids act like it's an actual takeover yeah, match, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Which
1: I, I think is 100% the right attitude. Was it got, the, wasn't the was
2: the Street Profits match? When Roman did that when they dressed up like Harlem Heat? Was mm-hmm. that a takeover recap match? Mm-hmm. That was like a yeah, that was a takeover dark match mm-hmm. and that's like that, that that leap of his made it into the opening video package yeah. that's like an iconic NXT moment totally now. is yeah good stuff uh but yeah no uh, Keith Lee versus the finest and uh me oh me and versus Bianca Belair amazing The really really killer matches yeah the rest of it was all just
1: recaps just recaps and, and interview stuff that's already on WWE.com.
2: and it did yeah one of those interviews brought up a question I look man there wasn't a lot to talk about with these episodes so I had to manufacture yeah kind like the
1: top news Headline type deal is is a new number contender to face uh, Walter for the NXT UK title, which
2: is just he's he's you know
1: it's who's next to lose to Walter. Yeah, Pretty exactly.
2: Much. What's that crap they they put into? The, is it chum?
1: What do they put into the in the water? Yeah, yeah, chum. Yeah, to bring the sharks out.
2: Travis Banks, he's he's a chum for Walter. Yeah, <laughs> for Walter. Yeah. I love him. I think he's great. Oh, Travis Banks is great. He's chum. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we got a video. Walter's Val- pa- oh, is yeah. in
1: Ryback mode for a while in NXT UK. Just feed him more.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, 205 Live had the return of Drew Gulak as General Zod. Yeah, pretty much. Neil. Yeah.
1: That was good. That was good. And the main event for that was decent, though the Tazawa drew match probably should have been the main event. Yeah, that's definitely true.
2: So, yeah, not a lot happened. So, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit when we get there. Tyler Breeze.
1: We're gonna talk about it now since it's in the thumbnail.
2: All right, that sounds good. So Tyler Breeze in his interview, and this is already confirmed by Triple H. Triple H essentially said Tyler Breeze is there, he's in NXT, he's he is NXT. This is so like a while ago, Zack Ryder went to NXT. Yeah, this is a while ago. He was he was still sort of doing double duty. Kind of, yeah. And he I think he was put in a he was put in a tag team, obviously the hype bro. With Mojo, yes. With Mojo, um, which I thought was a very innovative idea. Um, if y'all remember that one, but like this is the first time, right, that we've seen Emma got sent back down to NXT. Yeah, that's right, she did.
1: Can't think of anybody else offhand.
2: Emma went back for uh, yeah, a rebrand too. Yeah, huh? she and, was mean Emma. Yeah, mean Emma. She lost the goofy stuff. Yeah, and and but they also sort of teamed her with they teamed her with Dana Brooke. Another yeah. person was sort of a veteran and and a rookie, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so But this is like the first time in a while Certainly this is the first time since NXT has really found its footing as more of a third brand This is really the first time that someone's been sent
1: from the main roster to NXT Not as a reboot He's yeah. being sent to NXT because he has to be sent to NXT
2: yeah, that, that's and, that's and, from that's from his own Twitter. Probably account, the idea that. is
1: that this is going to be his home for the foreseeable future. It's not like they sent with, with Zack Ryder. He's like, okay, whatever we're doing on the main roster isn't working. They'll send you NXT. Try something new, just to eventually bring you back up. Same with Emma. This comedic stuff isn't working on main. Send you back to NXT. Find a new character. Develop it there. Back to the main roster. I don't get that sense with Tyler Breeze. I feel like Tyler Breeze is like I ain't doing anything on the main roster. Send me back to NXT, please, where I might do something. And I'm totally cool staying there. Period. Well, here's
2: the thing. You're you're, you're you're right in that it's not the company saying uh, you need a what. Uh,
1: Dom Ellison says Tyson Kidd went back. Yeah, but I think I think the point is like basically everybody who was sent back, it was sent back to do some sort of uh, character development,
2: repackaging. Well, I think the company sent them back. I think exactly, the company exactly. was like, here, but you I, do this. Was
1: the express purpose of let's do something else with you for the purpose of bringing you back.
2: This is, I think, this is what Tyler Breeze is doing. I think he understands that NXT is essentially. WWE's umbrella indie company. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, WWE's totally. ring of honor and PWG yeah, it is. all mashed into one. Right. And I think he understands that he had maybe one of two options. You can either ha, ha, ask for your release. Um, and who knows how long is left on his contract. I mean, For yeah. all we know, he signed an extension six months ago and he's yeah. wrapped up for five years. Yeah. Um, that could be the case. If he's doing that, it's, it's okay. Well, I'm not going to get released. Where do people go to really shine? Well, people go from the Indies to NXT and mm-hmm. they really shine mm-hmm. and uh, and they put on these great matches and they really do increase their stock. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they worry about if they get called up, they'll worry about getting buried at that point. But in NXT, you really do have a shot at because uh, he can't go. I mean, if he's under contract, he can't go to the Indies. But I kind of feel like this is the next best thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, like Cash for example, and this is going way back. He was in NXT, uh, left and rebuilt up his brand to mm-hmm. like a considerable de- mm-hmm. considerable degree, mm-hmm. came back to NXT. And granted, he's not a great example necessarily because it's not like he's like shot back up to the main roster or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but Tyler Breeze, this is kind of his release from WWE in a way.
1: Yeah, released from. He just roster, skipped the yeah. part
2: where you go to the end of, back to the independence yeah, It's like yeah, Drew yeah. McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You skip the part where you go to the independence rebuild yourself, and come back to NXT. He's yeah. going back to NXT, and if you notice in that interview, there are hints of the Tyler Breeze voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, is yeah. by and large him. Yeah, for the most part. And if you look, it's like granted he had the selfie thing. He's sort of keeping that. Well, he had the selfie thing, but without the stick, he was just holding his phone this time. Yeah, it, like uh, he his, his ring gear was like not flashy, it was all
1: black. Yeah, it was, and he didn't have the the puffy stuff on his boots.
2: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was it was it was and even sleeker.
2: His entrance, I don't think was it didn't start off with his boots or anything, right? Uh, I don't recall. I don't think it was the standard Tyler Breeze entrance. I think he's coming back there sort of a pared down, hey, I'm gonna be more of just really good wrestler back guy. Back to basics. Back to basics, exactly. Which does beg the question though, and of course I put this in the thumbnail because people like questions. Who else? In on the main roster, would it behoove them to ask to go to NXT? Luke Harper. That was number one on my list. I think Luke Harper, that's totally number one on my list. Uh, here's the thing. I think there's there's like gotta be some criteria. Number one, if you're too big a name, like for example, like for example, Sasha Banks. Yeah. She's kind of too big of a name to go to NXT. She's already done way too many things. Yeah. So you had to have gone to Maine be severely underutilized, and still have some wiggle room to recreate your character? Uh, Luke Harper. Yeah. EC3. Oh, but he just left. I
1: think he'd be happier there, but he just left. Yeah, he didn't seem terribly happy on main. Uh,
2: Johnny Curtis. That's, that's like number two on my list. Um. Oh, what about Rhino? No, he's probably going to go That's do other stuff. Idea. That's a terrible idea. He's probably going to do other stuff. Really bad idea. Uh, what about uh, Dominic Mysterio? <laughs> <laughs> what if Sarah Logan went back to NXT for a little bit? Oh, that'd be killer. Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah. They never used Liv Morgan, but I feel like she was in NXT for the longest she time. She was in NXT for a while. So time. I think that'd be probably not a great move for her. No. Um, I can go, I could be convinced that Apollo Crews would benefit from going back. I, can, I could definitely be convinced of that one. I think that's a good one. Chad Gable. I think even uh, uh, the dude we were talking about yesterday, uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah. I think he could probably benefit from some time in NXT. Yeah. Heavy Machinery. <laughs> no. No. I just, I just don't want them on TV. Either. I was being sarcastic. Uh, again, by the way, again, Heavy Machinery and Daniel Bryan and uh, Eric Rowan nowhere to be found on SmackDown this past week because they're <sighs> raw too many, too many recap packages oh, happen on raw. oh man is that going to be Smackdown for the rest of the I
1: hope not I hope that was just uh, a byproduct of this Saudi Arabia super showdown <laughs> business
2: that sound, that I sounds hope. like that because sounds like unfounded optimism there was like a
1: lot of, optimism, a lot of uh, last minute hyping of that show they felt like they needed to do because they really hadn't done a whole lot
2: I uh, hope that's the case but man I don't know that it because is
1: because Fox isn't going to be happy with Smackdown being a raw recap show Bottom line, they're not going to be cool with that because it it, is less original content for their own programming. Plus they're promoting content on another brand. It's not going to fly on Fox. It's not
2: like you're mostly right there, but at the same time,
1: if the first episode of a second, sorry, not because it won't be in the, I think
2: the raw recaps aren't going to be there. Yeah, that's for sure. That's kind of what I'm, I don't know, man. Okay. Let me ask this and this is a completely different topic. How do you solve the issue of Fox wants Roman, USA wants wants Roman? You have different. The wild card st- rule f- solves all, man. No, 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 no. You do different stories for each brand for the same guy. Yeah, you have to. You'd have to, right? Yeah. I'd like that. I think it'd be no, cool. it's I would like, too. Man. I would too. Oh god, I just got to run, Now I got to deal with this
1: other guy oh, over no, here. That's what they should be. They should be doing with Becky this whole time.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I know. That's how I thought it was going to be. But then Lacey like is kind of showing up. Yeah, on but they said they just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of separating stories by
1: brand, just have stories crossover. That's not what I want. Yeah, I don't want that because then it gets with the same five the, story do dominating WWE,
2: both shows. Do you think WWE knows that? Do you no, think, do you think they know that? As they, evidence, they, by how they should be doing the same damn story on both, and shows? on both shows, well, That's terrible. Why don't we have Roman versus Daniel Bryan right now? I'd like to see that match. Daniel Bryan's
1: in the tag division now. Roman's not. I know so he's that we get at, Roman versus Shane.
2: Yeah, which I've
1: been for the most part entertained by.
2: Shane's, like, been doing Shane's good. good, but I don't need it on both shows, man. No, he doesn't.
1: well, he's like the one guy I don't mind being on both shows. Cause he's McMahon. And if we're going to have any McMahon be the heel authority figure, at least have not be him because we haven't seen that in a while.
2: Look, I like Shane as a heel. I'm just saying I don't need him twice a week in prominent positions. Uh, oh, recap. Go right. Fallout. Ow. You all right there? Stiff today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Keith Lee versus the Finest. It was the finest of his birthday finest. yesterday. Oh. How old do you think he is? He's either like 15 or 53. I can't tell. You know he's like six eight. That's what they say. <laughs> well, okay, that means he's at least six five. Yeah, he's a really tall dude. Yeah,
1: I knew. Yeah. I knew oh my that gosh. Kind of. well, Keith Lee's a pretty tall dude too. I think is he's he? He used to be a defensive tackle in college. Oh wow. Yeah, so he's tall, tall for like that. Six, two, six, three. Well, you don't have to be to help so you can bat down passes.
2: Well, yeah, you should be tall for that bat down passes. But then
1: also benefits to not be too tall because the whole idea of football on the lines. Is you want to get your pad lower than the other guy okay, you're going to it's just against. So if you're nonsense, a little, it doesn't as a matter. Doesn't tackle, matter at all. Lower, I make a
2: general him. statement, and then you got to break down the minutia. But the general idea is you want to bat down the football. I don't need wingspan. analysis. You need wingspan for that. Okay, man. Whatever. Anyways, Keith Lee versus Conor Reese. Talk 6-2. about the damn match.
1: Uh, they they definitely gave Conor uh, Reese a opportunity. See, Conor Reese is, is says here he's six four.
2: Oh my God, they gave him,
1: they gave him four inches? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. And he's 27. That's a lot. Maybe someone just misspoke. Maybe they saw it. It was it, Beth who said it. I it think was, it was Beth. It who said was it. a six on a piece of paper, and looking briefly, she thought
2: it was an eight. Yeah, could be. Maybe Moros accidentally spat while he was doing what his mom and me is. And then the the ink it's bled, yes. He's, oh my God, he's 683 feet. Yes, he's 683
1: inches. <laughs> Um, it, was, it was an okay match uh, Early on Kona did like a leapfrog Out of a move from Keith Lee And he sold a, a knee injury mm-hmm. And then he was faking Took advantage Got the upper hand um, Lee tried to fight back He had wrist control On uh, Kona Reeves No Rainmaker But uh, he makes a comeback It's kind of culminated in a fun splash That's always great Yeah uh, Then pretty much right after that fun splash Kona got the upper hand again Hit a rock bottom. Got a two count. Uh, But in the end, Lee makes another comeback. Hits a pounce and is finisher
2: for the win. You know what they should do? Keith
1: Lee did a lot of selling in this match.
2: Yeah, more than he should have. Yeah, totally. You know what they should do? Hmm. NXT should sign Eli Drake and team him with the finest. That's not a bad idea. And they'd just be like... The tag team, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. Eli Drake just mimics him. He sounds yeah. like him. Mannerisms and Kuna Frustrum Reeves yeah. kind of looks like him, or he thinks, anyways. Right. He kind of does actually. Yeah. He kind of does. And then they just be The Rock, right. but as a tag team. All right. What their tag team you call The Rock? we <laughs> like The Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. The name needs need to work. I wish you, man, we got to bring them into WeBooks. The, Name them uh, like the People's Team uh, or something like that. WWE. So it's not a direct, re-
1: I mean, it's a, a little more, it's not a direct, you're not naming them after The Rocks. The Rocks. It's more of a, just get rock some of those old
2: tights, put them on, and then add an S on there at the yes, end. Yes, The Rocks. It's The Rocks. Oh, that'd kill. The Brahma Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Brahma Bulls. No, that even that's not direct enough. The Rocks. The Rocks. Do you smell what The Rocks are cooking? Finest. <laughs>
1: Uh, next, we had Eo Shirai, Shayna Basil recap package and then a brief EO uh, interview where uh, she was asked, like, you know, hey, you went ham at the end of that match. What was that about? Mm-hmm. And and she kind of, she said uh, something I, I didn't catch and then stormed off and was, was seemingly yelling in Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was announced that next week we're going to get Eo and Candace taking on Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. That should be an easy W. Should be.
2: For EO and Candace. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Are they going to do the thing with poor Marina where they're like, "You can't wrestle. Don't hey, don't do that. That's rude." No, usually the full. When cell are pretty Good about that. When are, the, are they, they today? Should be today, yeah. today. All right. If anybody out there is listening, full cell crowd's usually pretty good about that. If yeah, they're the ones who did it though. If you're gonna, if you're, oh. they've done it before. Mm. If if Marina's in that ring, please just you know, if you want to go boo, that's cool. Uh, but don't say you can't wrestle. That's messed up. What
1: does Karen have to say about it? She'll probably be there,
2: huh? Karen needs to be handing out yellow cards. She needs to be handing out reprimands if she's there.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
2: To be to people saying you can't wrestle rude like we all know that you don't have to say that's rude she's trying to get better
1: yeah Uh, i she's trying to improve next tag ladder match recap followed by a a backstage segment with
2: street profits man over the moon so who was that dude i i sort of fast forward and then i landed on that and i was like who was that little fan was that just a fan there with who was that guy there with meaning the people holding cameras Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. You yeah, there was like. Did, did you see a thing where they were with some little fan I guy, and then they're night. like, "Let's go buy a shirt." I didn't know. Maybe that's that. something else. Uh, it was weird. I was trying to watch the network live last night, and I was like trying to fast forward through some stuff because I was behind. I was a little uh, bit behind. Oh, okay. But I wasn't doing that, and then all of a sudden I just landed on like something else. Oh, that's interesting. And it was Street Profits with some. Were you like, trying to scrub using
1: the uh, Fire Stick? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's a difficult task, man. You never know where you're going to end up once you press
2: fast forward. Oh my goodness. Lacey just texted me. One of her coworkers had a stroke. Oh, no. That's
1: terrible. That's terrible. Uh, After that, a a recap package for Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze and the aforementioned Tyler Breeze interview. Um, And then we got a
2: Damien Priest vignette. So what's his character? Is he like a party guy? Yeah, clubber. Clubbing guy. That's awesome. He's a stud, man. He looks great. He's the only guy. He's like one of the only. He doesn't need donuts. He's the only one. No, thanks. I don't want a donut. I shouldn't. Uh, they're gonna nxt they're gonna have me wearing a mesh shirt partying he's the only dude who can pull off a mesh shirt he looks like a mesh shirt guy isn't
1: there a scene in one of the blade movies where they're at a club it's like a vampire club maybe maybe he's gonna be a vampire
2: oh that's a great idea but then also part of the matrix rave like sex rave thing no they just put those two things together yeah that's great that's awesome
1: yeah a vampire
2: He's Exhibitionist Dracula. Yeah. So, uh,
1: someone, someone, in, someone, in NXT, someone in NXT saw what we do in the shadows and was like, this is a great
2: idea. <laughs> there you go. I want to drink your blood and show you my junk.
1: <laughs> you loved Exhibitionist Dracula.
2: I did love Exhibitionist Dracula. <laughs> Would you like to see the tip of my junk? <laughs> Terrible. It's broad daylight. You're a vampire. You're not yeah, supposed to be out should, here. You should be, a, you should be a pool. This is the only time.
1: You should be a pool of this like v- of viscera at this point.
2: When people can see my mushroom tip. <laughs> it's a pool of uh, ooze. You should be in the daylight exhibitionist Dracula. Punishment Martinez is such a better name, though. It really is. Damien Priest fine. is okay, though. It's not bad. Yeah. It just and I like, like that, a though. Down Priest, of, but he's a big partier. He's yeah. cocaine guy. Damien, like uh,
1: the omen. The devil. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> but also priests, so religious.
2: Yeah, that's good. It's a dichotomy. Yeah. Just just He's uh, juxtaposition. A walking juxtaposition. Yes. Juxtap- whatever. Juxtaposition. It's a walking yes. contradiction. Yeah. Uh,
1: next, the de facto main event Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair. Like I said earlier, these two women have amazing chemistry. Oh my God, I know. Uh, every one of their matches have been great. This might be the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um story of this one was Belair was going after Mia Yim's midsection, started with the dominant stretch. Followed with a gut buster. Mia kicks out. And then Bel Air was doing like a bow and arrow, stretching Mia around the ring post. Um, and that instance, Bel had to release because of the five count from the ref. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mia grabs Bel and drives her into the ring post. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Bel Air goes for her like chicken wing face buster on the ring side area. Mia reverses, sends Bianca into the ring steps. And this spot was great when Yim hits the tarantula. Yeah. Bel Air escapes, and then Mia counters with Code Blue, which Code Blue. is pretty much a, a destroyer bomb. Yeah. Um, Bel Air then pretty much drops Mia on her head with this German suplex. Only gets a two for that. But then the finish saw uh, uh, Bel Air go for a powerbomb. Mia reverses to a guillotine. Belair escapes, but then uh, they move at to the top rope, and Mia kind of jumps off the second rope, hits protect your neck for the win. Kind of shocking. That's yeah. two straight losses for Bianca Belair after not being pinned ever. Yeah. So this, yeah. They, they obviously think very highly of Mia Yim. Yeah, which and, is awesome. Yeah, and she's been delivering on. She has been on every occasion. She so. and
2: and like I love that her character stuff is so natural. Like mm-hmm. the way she's the way that she is presented, you know, uh, could lend itself to some very sort of fake, you know. Posing type stuff, you know, like acting like she's hard and stuff. But she comes off like a very sweet person who just yeah. isn't going to take shit. Yeah. And it just comes across like that's maybe who she is, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I, I think she's terrific. And I think she, oh, she comes great. off as very natural and likable. And, and yeah, she's great. I mean, <clears throat> she's probably going to end up being chum for Shayna. Maybe. <laughs> but, but still, it is kind of interesting that they, that they jobbed out Bianca a couple yeah. times to her. Yeah.
1: Bianca again had amazing ring gear. Amazing. Oh yeah, amazing. Apparently,
2: she designs all her own yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think too. she puts.
1: All, I think she does it all herself. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now she's terrific. I loved. I saw some of the. Uh, what was it? There was like a video of the, all the backstage stuff when the Street Profits got that win, mm-hmm. and uh, and it showed her and like just her emotional reaction to Montez Ford winning. The, the climate because it was obvious that she didn't know what was going to happen. Oh,
1: okay. That's cool.
2: Yeah. And uh, it was it was terrific. They like cut from like when it happens to like her actually watching it and back and forth. And it's just, it's terrific. It's really That's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: next, we had a Drew Gulak interview after last week's episode um, where he says, Well, I've been hearing that Kushida is the foremost submission specialist in the world. Well, I'm the best submission specialist in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so he beat me by roll up. Uh, essentially, let's test your, your true metal here, Kushida. Submission Max match next week. Kushida accepted Drew's challenge
2: via social media. I hope he's going to be Zod tonight when if they fight tonight. Oh, yeah. I hope that's his new thing. I want some freaking continuity between two. Because, like they were talking about on 205, where has he been this whole time? He's been on social media. Well, he's also been on NXT. Yeah. Uh, they, need, they need some continuity there, some, yeah, some threads they there. Yeah, do.
1: Uh, also announced for next week. That's a that's a heck of a lineup next week. We're getting Undisputed Era versus Only Lorkin and Danny Birch. Oh, that's a good one. Undisputed Era is starting their quest for all the gold.
2: They're gonna be draped in gold, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Just like, yeah. <laughs> just like Adam Cole. It's like Adam Cole in my interview when I broke that he was gonna be going after the I mean, NXT, NXT Championship. They say, what
1: are you gonna do next? Oh, I want the NXT Championship. That's what anybody should be saying.
2: I saw a promo the other day where what's his face, the uh, top notch, was in his. He was driving doing a promo by the Bad way. Bad idea. And he said he was going after the North American title. These people have very specific goals. Why would Oni Larkin say, I'm going after the NXT championship? He's in a tag team. So, no, your point is wrong. Not everybody there is going for the top prize. Some people. is
1: going. I'm saying everybody should. Some that should be people, the ultimate goal if you're in a promotion to be the top guy in that promotion.
2: Okay, but or here's the, the thing, man. If, if you, you get, get hired near a janitor, yes, your goal eventually should be CEO of company. But you gotta you got to take this necessary steps. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying everybody's ultimate goal at one point should be, I want to be top guy. That's fine. But in the meantime, they've got to be stating their smaller goals, too. Not necessarily. Okay,
1: whatever. That's you think just... Damian Priest is going to come in and say, I want to be 24-7 champ? No.
2: He's going to say, I want to be North American
1: champ. Not necessarily. They might put him eventually. He might not state what belt he's going after until he's ready to go after the top belt. I'm saying if, if, if it's not huge news to have Adam Cole say he's going after the NXT title. Because that's, that's if you ask, 65% of the competitors in NXT, they're going to say, I want to go out to the top belt. Anyways, let's oh talk God, about it.
2: Shut the fuck up.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, next, we had Adam Cole, Johnny Not Gargano. everything has to be a fucking counter to what I say. Next, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano recap package from uh, their amazing TakeOver match. Pretty much it. After that, NXT UK. Show uh, kicked off with The Hunt. Versus Tyson, T-Bone, Saxon, Huxley. Um, not a whole lot of drama on this one because uh, they have video packages for the hunt and they don't for Tyson, T-Bone, and Saxon, Huxley.
2: I like Tyson, T-Bone. I know you do. I wish they would have given him a promo.
1: But no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Instead, this wasn't even much of a match. The hunt. They win. They pin Saxon, Huxley after a double top now your Now, point,
2: your point about uh, off-camera, about UK not having any stories nothing really. of consequence there's also no, they've been like there has been like 50 episodes and there's been like no stories of consequence
1: to far too many other episodes especially when they don't have episodes shot in in the united kingdom mm-hmm. consists of one match that matters yeah and then a bunch of matches just randomly put together mm-hmm. and this was an episode of matches randomly put together plus a main event that actually
0: mattered
2: yeah yeah
1: and as you mentioned since they've been doing it for 50 episodes, Mm -hmm. then he should at least have some groundwork for his stories that
2: involve more people. Yeah, it's funny because I mentioned this off camera too. Like, Progress and, uh, what was the one word, Devlin? (laughs) I like that during the Fatal (laughs) 4-Way, Nigel was saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm," you know, he was playing up uh, Jordan Devlin. He was saying, Devlin's great. I'm sure that he could beat somebody like Walter. And, uh, and, uh, 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 what's the other guy, Vic. Vic. He said, "What makes you think that?" And he says, "Oh, well, I've seen him take on a lot of other bigger opponents, and uh, and he's won before." And <laughs> he didn't mention O T T. That Devlin.
1: Thought they were kind of like a line promotion. Well, I guess they
2: can't. Yeah, remember. but they don't. They don't. They don't go there. They, if it doesn't happen in U K. Like it, like they'll they'll allude to certain things, but that's a really really big one. And I remember that time you mentioned that you thought that Devlin said you, he beat Walter before, but I think you're kind of mistaken. I don't that think he be. actually said that. Because yeah. I remember I was like, oh, are they going to mention that? And then they kind of didn't. I'm just trying to think of any instance like in NXT where they mentioned someone doing
1: stuff and evolve. And I guess not.
2: Uh, uh, uh. Uh, comes to mind, I'm they, I mean, it's not like they, they never rolled, they never like showed any footage of no, Street Fighter winning those things.
1: Oh, and Evolve, no, I just don't know if they've ever mentioned it. Like commentaries, I on, I mean,
2: I don't think they have. But it's not like I pay them. that close attention. No, but no, I don't, I don't think they have. Like outside of like on Twitter and stuff, they oh, they always totally mention do, that stage, yeah, yeah, totally. But not on the broadcast. they always promote they always promote their talents going to yeah. Evolve or whatever. Yeah.
1: Uh, after the match, Gallus. They attack the hunt. Uh, next, Kaylee Ray. Yeah, I kind
2: of feel like I know how it's going to go to before even, one. but even before even starts, Gallus attacking the hunt. Yeah, no. Like Gallus needs a win right now, so that's going to be the hunt.
1: It's like the hunt will uh, beat the super jobber teams, but they themselves can be jobbers to the elite teams. Mm-hmm. Anyways, next, Kaylee Ray taking on Casey Owens. Uh, again, a match where you know going in exactly who's going to win. And they book it, so there's not a whole lot of drama. Yes. Again, that's kind of like why I speak. I don't really care about squash matches because I don't feel like there's any drama involved in it. It's one good storytelling, mostly. So anyways, uh, Kaylee Ray she picks up the win with Widow's Peak, her gory bomb. Uh, after that, Imperium video package. Yeah. To hear Walter talk, which yes. I know made your day.
2: Yeah. Listen to me. We had the Imperium. I don't even know. I forget what he said here.
1: Imperium stands for. I think he said ultimate power
2: or something like that. Oh, that's cool. I wish it was a, if it was like an anagram, like I am P-E. <laughs> I know.
1: am Pirium. Yeah. I am Pirium.
2: I make perfect exhibition requirement. I don't know. Anyways.
1: Uh, after that, we had uh, uh, oh. Jenny and Jazzy Gabert. <laughs> yeah, you know, Like if you go to direct the uh, uh, translation, Imperium just means government. It's a government. So Listen the government to me.
2: Of NXT. We had the government of NXT. We need to talk about taxes and infrastructure. Would
1: that make, would that make Bartel and Eichner the, uh, the bureaucracy of the said government? City council, Senate. If Walter is Congress, top guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next, next. Uh, Jenny and
2: Jazzy Gabbert interview. Jenny they were very briskly walking down the hallway. Yeah, and she said, "Not only am I the prettiest and the richest person, but uh, wait, what? What were you saying? Yeah, why do you have Jazzy? Oh, because she can beat people up." She said, "I'm very, very good
1: going after doing stuff, and anybody gets in my way." Jazzy. Uh, next, Zach Gibson. James Drake. Well, Zach Gibson promo. James Drake doesn't do it. Well, he was
2: again. there. Yeah, but he doesn't talk. He did. He did what he always does. He reacts. He, sometimes he shakes his head yes, and then randomly he'll he'll do this. No, it won't get. It won't really be in line with anything Zach Gibson's saying. He'll just have his own thing in his head. He'll be like, uh huh, mm mm. Sometimes yeah, he'll react maybe. to. That's. I think that's coincidental. Mm-hmm. That oh. could be. Mm, that no. could be. He's listening yeah. in his own universe. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
1: uh, Oh, uh, Zach was upset because they had to defend the tag titles at uh, Download Festival. Yeah. And he's saying that it was going to be dirty and smelly and bodily fluids everywhere. And he didn't want to do it, so he wanted Johnny Saint to rectify the situation. And then, main event Fatal Fourway, number of contender for NXT UK title. Chum for Walter. Joe Coffey versus Dave Mastiff versus Jordan Devlin versus Travis Banks. I'm actually kind of surprised You only gave this match Like I don't know 15-18 minutes Because when the uh, Kaylee Ray Match ended I was like Oh there's like Half an hour left In the episode They didn't give this match A ton of time Mm -hmm. Not that this match Felt like it was Abbreviated or cut short Or anything I just thought they'd give it Like the last chunk Of the episode To make it feel
2: Important I thought they gave it I thought they gave it I I could be wrong It was like 15 minutes Okay Really? It was only 15 minutes? 15-20 minutes 20 minutes How many matches were there? One that was quick. Two, because yeah, like yeah, the
1: Imperium right. video was like two minutes. And the, yeah. The Ginny interview was like a minute, and then James Dr- or the Zach Gibson promo was like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember, I, I, I after the Kaylee Ray match, I stopped. Watching my internet went down briefly. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go walk the dog now. Mm-hmm. And when I started back up, I made sure that I just noticed how much time was left. I think it was about 23 minutes
2: left in the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, it was a fun, fun enough match.
2: Yeah. No, it was cool. It was fast-paced. and there's a lot of cool yeah dave mastiff uh fell out of the ring a couple times it's just it's funny when he like when he like gets tossed out of the ring or he like ends up going out of the ring like it's just it always scares me because he's so big and it's just so it's so slow
1: have you noticed they stop shaking the camera when he walks on the ramp and down the ramp they only do it when he stomps the middle of the ring now yeah and it's like really
2: over the top I i thought it was cool the first couple times you don't really need it every time right yeah, I don't, know I don't like really feel like he at all. I don't really feel like
1: Joe Coffee's that much smaller than Dave Mastiff. In fact, yeah. I feel like he's probably roughly the same size.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in
1: terms of girth. Um. Uh, anyways, uh, Mastiff does hit his the cannonball finish on both Coffee and Banks. Banks rolls out. Mastiff tries to pin Coffee, and then Devlin breaks it up with a moonsault and pretty much kicks Coffee in the back of the head with his feet. It was something else. Uh. Coffee hits his discus clothesline on Devlin, goes to the pin. Mastiff breaks it up. And then Coffee hits his discus clothesline on Mastiff and it sends himself. I was say Coffee, he clotheslines himself. That's funny. Hits uh, cl- uh, cl- his clothesline, hit, sending himself and Mastiff out of the ring. And then uh, Mastiff, I think, broke up the pin, kind of. Coffee got up. He had a senton on on uh, Devlin. Uh, Banks hits Slice of
2: Heaven and a Kiwi Crusher on Devlin for the win. Yeah, I'm glad. I I'm glad that Devlin didn't like Devlin's both of our kind of favorites. In, oh, he's NXT, best UK. Uh, I'm kind of glad he didn't win this because I really want them to do the. He's a bad guy who eventually turns. I want them to do. I don't. I have no idea how it was built in OTT, but whatever they did there, I want them to do in in the UK. Mm-hmm. I think that he should be the guy to take that title eventually off of Alter, unless they have some other huge signing in UK that. <clears throat> that ends up being sort of know. the guy. I really don't
1: know who that could would be at this point.
2: I mean, I know people are really high on that Draganov guy. Yeah, I don't know if he's the kind of guy who it would be. I don't know. I think Rena he and Walter had some pretty great matches in yeah. uh, WXW. Yeah. I just I
1: don't know anybody else who's in the European scene right now. That Walter was like the last big guy, more or less. You know, i mean, everybody else has been signed. Mm-hmm. I can think of two o five live finally. Show kicked off with customary uh, Drake Maverick hype package, getting you excited for the show. First match was supposed to be Akira Tozawa versus a newly heel Noam Dar, however, Drew Gulak looking like Gulak God. looking like General Zaw, General Drew lays out Dar on the ramp and then drop kicks Dar's knee into the ring steps. Um, so I guess Drew is now the absolute top heel ultimate heel on 205
2: live because he's decked out all in black Mm -hmm. hair hair slick uh slick back yeah yeah let his beard grow out a little bit yeah and he was doing weird instagram posts and he was expecting us not to be watching nxt yeah so this is supposed to be like his big reveal this is like his fifth reinvention in the last two years yeah Um, it's good i like that he stepped up and was like okay I, i like that i like reinvention i think it's a good idea uh, and so anyways, yeah, he he completely annihilates Noam Dar. Akira Tozawa starts, Drake Maverick comes down there. Is like, oh, not, we don't do that, no. And then Akira's like, come on, let me fight him. And Drake Maverick's like, all right, well, you can fight him then. And they have a very, very long match, and it was an excellent match. It was really, really good. Um, and uh, Drew Gulak pulled off the win, if you want to go through some of the beats. Oh, just
1: like the story pretty much with Drew working over Akira's back. And uh, he, when in doubt, he'd always return back to that um akira hit a hell of a running senton off the apron like he launched himself pretty much from the corner mm-hmm. to the barricade It yeah. was awesome yeah um akira hit a suicide dive sitting gulak over the ounce table and they locked in the octopus later on drew gets the ropes uh drew hit a reverse power bomb which i normally don't like that move he put enough stank on it that it actually looked decent mm-hmm. didn't look like he was just laying backwards uh gets a two, transition to transition cloverleaf um, they actually made a point. I, I think most times previously, whenever Drew goes to the top rope, it leads to his downfall. In this instance, he has a superplex on Akira that he actually hit and led to his victory via like a torture rack into a neckbreaker type thing. I was hoping he's gonna do a burning hammer, but no luck. He changed up his style, more hard hitting, mm-hmm. um, not so submission based, which again runs contrary to what they're set up in NXT. So I'm guessing there's not gonna be a whole lot of uh, continuity there. We never know. Uh, Next, we had a Mike and Maria Canellas promo. Mike says he is uh, so good. He's better than the best. He's so good on the
2: mic. Mm -hmm. However, it should be noted that he's had exactly one singles victory since, technically two, but Maria helped him with one of them. Right. I mean, one. Like he did it all himself. Because he the Maria the one that Maria helped him with was then followed by her being banned right, and then he mm-hmm, lost a couple, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. didn't win the Fatal Four Way, and then mm-hmm. won the next one against Brian Kendrick, mm-hmm. and now he's saying I'm the best. Ba- I hope I mean I hope this is a win streak for him, and he ends up at the top. You know I mean Drew seems to have reestablished himself as top heel. Yeah, it's
1: interesting how just last week or two weeks ago Tony was like, hey, I want to face Akira Tazao. And that seemed to be the direction they were heading. And then now Akira takes a, a loss to Drew Gulak. So maybe they're setting up some sort of multi-man match for the next title defense. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, after that Tony Nice interview, uh, it says, you know, hey, I wanted Akira, but now we lost. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lucha House Party promo hyping their match against Lars Sullivan at Super Showdown.
2: Uh, yeah this was fun this, yeah it was fun they're pretty funny they are
1: pretty funny um and then the main event was oni lorkin versus Ari divari
2: yeah that's the thing like the the match previous i get that they were
1: they were supposed to be like a, it was supposed to be a grudge match because Davari had to get stitches or something
2: and it was a really good match
1: yeah it was it's fine it, it was different than most of oni's previous matches because it was it was more technical mm-hmm. like the whole first part of it was him working over aria's arm but not like in a typically violent sense it was stretching him and such mm-hmm Learn more at marines.com. Um. Uh, well, later on, Arya ca- counters a half and half suplex from Oni into a pinning predicament. Oni kicks out. Oh, this part was great. we I mean, the business really picked up towards the end. It was fun, really fun towards the end. Oni escapes a hammerlock lariat from Arya. Arya hits a super kick, anyways. Um, the finish saw Arya lock in the million dollar dream. Oni powers out. Arya hit a reverse DDT, follows with a frog splash. Uh, had to take a beat because he was selling arm injury, and that allowed uh, Oni to counter the pin into a crucifix pin of his own to get the win. So good back and forth, especially at the end there.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Good stuff.
1: Uh, And that was your recaps for the day.
2: Let's answer some questions.
1: Uh, Jeffrey Nguyen says, Reeves feels shorter since he became the finest. I think he seems shorter since he started wearing pants instead of trunks. Pants make him look shorter because he has very long legs, and when he's just wearing the trunks, it seems like you just see all leg.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't even think about it. I always, I, I've always felt that he came off as a bit short because I've never really liked his, his character's so, so goofy. His character seems very small. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Like, that, that's a perception thing. Like, his yeah. character seems very small, and so I think of him as, as short, regardless of what he's wearing. But now, now I'm not going to be able to see him as like not seven feet, <laughs> you know? Even when he's only 6'4". I know, he's the only 6'4".
1: Uh, Jeffrey again says, who would you take, Kona Reeves or Matt Taven?
2: Can you put them both out in the garbage? I, I mean, it'd be Kona Reeves. He at least kind of looks like The Rock. What does Matt Taven have going for him? He's a Ring of Honor champion. <laughs> again, I ask. I mean,
1: he's achieved some measure of success in Ring of Honor. Granted, he may have been there forever but uh, Conor Reeves really hasn't done anything.
2: Oh, I guess I'll he's friends it. with Dan Mesa. Again, hasn't really done anything. <laughs> uh, Mason in the dark here on discord asks, am I the only one who felt like Cole's takeover performance turned him face for them? Gargano has spent weeks belittling him and telling him he can't beat him alone and he did pretty much clean as a whistle. Really got me invested in his character. Adam Cole has been one of those guys that no matter what he does, people love him. Uh, in terms of how the creative views him, what do you think about Mason's point? Do you think they're gonna? It'll be. In, I guess it'll be interesting this next set of taping to see where they take it. I him.
1: think it was just telling the story of Adam Cole learning how to win the match for himself. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's necessarily a heel or face move. It's just that's the story they wanted to tell. Uh, Gilberto Ariano, least favorite Tarantino film.
2: Least favorite Tarantino film?
1: What's the one with Kurt Russell in the car? Death Proof.
2: Death Proof. That was part of Grindhouse. I'm not even gonna say. The... There's also his his segment in Four Rooms, but I thought that was actually fairly creative. That was fairly that was kind of fun. I know there's an answer. Well, to Well, he this. didn't
1: direct it. He was just in it. Destiny turns on the radio. He was he just acted in it, and that's not a good movie.
2: Uh, you you actually saw that movie? Yeah,
1: I got to see it for free. One tickets to go see it early.
2: Is that a good prize? What's that? <laughs> is that a good prize?
1: No, but like the summer after I graduated high school, I go to a friend's house and all we do is we try to win stuff off the radio. All right, go through his filmography here.
2: Uh, oh, he did an episode. He did two episodes of CSI. That's cool. I would probably say So, like, the my least favorite movies of his are probably the Kill Bill movies. Yeah, I
1: wasn't that into those either.
2: I enjoyed them for what they were. They're fun exercises in Kung Fu flicks. But I just, there's, I don't know. They're very self-indulgent. They are. And, and I know that he's, like, kind of known as a self-indulgent. But I've always felt that it was just he has a, he has a very specific and fun language. Oh, I, felt, I
1: felt like that was perhaps his most referential movies mm-hmm like I remember uh, years ago when that those came out there was a series uh, pointing out you know like ideas and and and, and shots that he uh, utilized from other movies of the genre into that movie and it seemed to be uh, the most kind of referential mm-hmm. at least his I would feel like from a yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. at least the first yeah. one was the second one felt more like uh, his latest work, later works where they seem more stagey. Yeah, I feel more that. More like a play because there's a lot of talking.
2: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Cody Miles, since we have more. Oh, so this is a Discord. Get access to the Discord if you become a YouTube channel member or uh, at $1 on Patreon. He says, since we have more emote slots, uh, we brought back the best emotes ever, which are the Steve mode. And then there's, if you want to do this right here.
1: I don't know what it says. It's, it's Bree. Oh, Bree mode?
2: Yeah. I don't do it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jimmy Thomas, power rank Drew Gulak personas.
1: He probably could have won that title when he was uh, breaking free from being Enzo's underling. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most entertaining version of Drew.
2: Yeah, I'm curious to see where General Zod Drew's going to go. Well, let's see here over here on the Patreon. Uh, Tim Morris That's a good question Does it surprise you that Finn is competing In the Saudi show considering his support For the LGBT community Because I actually Thought that the other day mm-hmm. I was like I wonder how Sort of because it's a big platform That he has mm-hmm. you know
1: I mean I guess there's two questions that can be posed is it surprising that he's willing to do it or is it surprising that he was on the card from the viewpoint of sports authority
2: somebody asked a similar question about Goldberg Mm -hmm. being a Jewish person Mm -hmm. Um, and Meltzer's thing was they don't care about that as it pertains to Goldberg I forget the reason. Yeah, I saw that same tweet, but it was. They more have their own reasons for things, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And I I, guess, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's hypocritical as crap for them, you know? But I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess maybe, maybe.
1: I don't know. I don't know Finn. I don't know what his thinking might be. Maybe he thinks, since he is very vocal about his advocacy, um, that he thinks being there and obviously he won't be able to wear the Bowler Club is for for everyone's shirt. Right. Because he's going to be the demon persona. Um, But uh, things being there, having the match, people will will, if they don't know much about him will look into it, see what he's advocating for and you know, Mm. people might pick up on it.
2: His own way of making a change. I could see see that as being justification. Yeah. I could totally see that.
1: Where you can't you can't be as vocal as he would probably like to be. Right. Obviously, you sure. can't do with WrestleMania entrance from a couple of years ago. I
2: mean, I do I do wonder. I think with, with Goldberg, I think it's the chance to fight Undertaker, it's like a big deal. Plus they're probably giving him a massive payday.
1: And I'm sure for the Saudi Sports Authority, it's like a dream match that has never happened. Yeah, sure. And to say that they can put that match on is probably kind of a feather in their cap.
2: I wonder if there's an element with Goldberg. Because he's a smart dude. Mm-hmm. And maybe Finn Balor, if there's a little bit of subversi- subversiveness Could there be. that attracts them. It's like, I'm a Jewish man in a country that has te- like anti-Semitism stuff in their textbooks. And then I'm going
1: to come to the ring and, and the stadium is be chanting my name.
2: And then at the same time, there's you know Finn Balor, who is obviously an advocate for the community. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to go in there. And yeah, like you said. Put on a
1: great show and then hopefully impress people with my performance. They go... Look into what I'm all about. Yeah,
2: I wonder if that factors out. in. It wouldn't surprise me if it did.
1: Who said this up here? Hmm. Tony Barrasso, What a fin is as the Rainbow Demon.
2: Um, I would I would think that they would uh, that he probably would. That's that's very dangerous, like literally dangerous ground <laughs> to, to tread on. I don't know, man. I don't know. You want to get in there and out of there uh oh awesome here we go another another cosmic entity question <sighs> all right from greg morris all right fair enough the cosmic entity shows you a universe where takeover 25 was the final takeover Mm-hmm. power rank the top five matches in takeover history boy there's been a lot of matches he says uh bailey versus sasha in brooklyn was number one that's in the top five for sure i'd definitely put it there i'd put shinsuke Sami zane in there
1: yeah i'd put i'd probably put gargano almas
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And you got to, guess, put the 1st gargando Gargondo-Champa match. So that's four. Mm-hmm. Gosh, there's so many, there were, especially the last they, couple of years. There were
2: never. And besides, like, I think, wouldn't you say that Asuka's top match was probably the, the one that I still haven't seen, The Last Man Standing with Nikki Cross? That's the one that everybody talked about after the fact, and nobody really talked about Asuka matches beyond that. I mean, they're all good, but none of them were, like, iconic. Like she had a good one with Ember Moon, where she kind of had, had to cheat too. a little. Yeah, bit. That yeah, that
1: was. I still think that one was really good. The mm-hmm. the, the rematch was really good too. Mm-hmm. I thought
2: she's had like really good matches. She's a terrific wrestler, but I kind of feel like the Nikki Cross one. A lot of people are talking about after the fact.
1: Yeah, that one was good. I'm sure she had a good one, good one or two with Bailey too. Asuka's match match with Mickey James is actually really good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what Chad has to say about this. I think who else? Neville versus Bo Dallas. I don't really remember much about that because it's been a long time.
1: Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn first match where Owens won the title was good, especially from a storytelling perspective. i trying to think of anything I mean, like North American uh, ladder match. Either the Cole-Gargano matches. Mm-hmm. Either of those could go on there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do we have coming up for Overrun today? I don't know. You don't know?
1: No, no. Oh, we can talk about uh, Goldberg's promo. Apparently it wasn't written for him.
2: Oh, yeah. That's so what Meltzer said, huh? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll talk about Goldberg's promo. Though. Goldberg's promo. All right. Anyways, uh, so yeah. YouTube channel members, hit that join button. You can watch the bonus show. Patreons, uh, patrons, $5 and up. Y'all can watch a bonus episode as well. Thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.